Kraft presents The Great Gildersleeve. The Kraft Cheese Company, makers of parquet margarine and a complete line of famous quality food products, presents Harold Perry as The Great Gildersleeve. Kraft brings you The Great Gildersleeve every week at this time, written by John Whedon and Sam Moore, with music by Claude Sweet. Greg Gildersleeve in just a moment. Do you know that there's a spread for bread that's made by Kraft and that it's called parquet margarine? Well, sure you do. Most everyone knows that. But do you know why this spread for bread that's made by Kraft and is called parquet margarine tastes so good? Well, it's that fresh, delicate flavor that makes parquet taste so good. And do you know that every pound of this spread for bread that's made by Kraft and is called parquet margarine and tastes so good contains 9,000 units of important vitamin A. Well, then, listen to more good news. This nourishing spread for bread that's made by Kraft and is called parquet margarine and tastes so good and contains vitamin A also is one of the most economical energy foods you can buy. So, enough said. Tomorrow, ask your dealer for delicious, nourishing parquet. P-A-R-K-A-Y, parquet margarine, made by Kraft. in on our friend the great Gildersleeve in Summerfield. The town is suffering from a long, dry heat wave, I'm sorry to say, and Gildersleeve, like the rest of the fat men, is suffering more than his share. We find him now at breakfast with his family, considerably past the time when he should be downtown in his office at the water department. <sighs> Hot. Leroy, could I have the newspaper, please? In just a second. Oh, you mustn't disturb him, Uncle Mort. He's reading the funnies. Well, I want to read the war news. Leroy? Uh, uh, nothing new. Patton went through a couple more countries. Leroy, I... Who's that? I'll go and see. Who's that at the We'll take care of it, Bertie. Well, good morning, Marjorie. Is your uncle still here? Oh, yes. He's been very slow this morning. Come on in. Thank you. Well, hello, Judge. Come in. Take off your coat. Relax. Oh, I'm perfectly comfortable, thank you. He's bothering you. Uh, must be wonderful to be skinny. <laughs> What's on your mind? Have you seen the morning paper? Not yet. I haven't been able to get it away from Leroy. But by George, I... Here it is. You don't have to grab. Hi, Judge. Hello, Leroy. Here. Let me read you the item, Gildy. You'll love this. Yeah? Mayor Cyrus Terwilliger was the victim of a freak accident last night when his car skidded on State Highway 47, where it passes the Summerfield Reservoir. The mayor suffered minor lacerations and contusions. Yeah, too bad, wasn't it? <laughs> Investigation of the cause of the accident led to the discovery that a number of live eels were leaving the reservoir. Eels? They were crossing the highway at this point. And it is thought the mayor's car skidded on striking the procession of slippery creatures. Eels? If you ask me, the mayor was full of root beer. 
Well, what were the eels doing walking across the road? You know, come to think of it, there's an old belief that when eels leave a pond, it means it's going dry. That's nothing but a superstition. Eels. Why, the Summerfield Reservoir is full of water. Always has been. The whole thing is ridiculous. <sighs> Maybe I'd better get down to the office and look into this. <laughs> People waiting to see you. Bessie, I can't see him. There's one man that's been waiting for quite a while. I don't care. Here's his card. Card? Uh, Professor Luther Teaberry, rainologist. Uh, uh, send him away. Send him away, Bessie, and get me Charlie Anderson on the phone. Charlie Anderson? Yes, Bessie, the engineer out at the reservoir. Oh, he's one of the people that's waiting to see you. Well, show him in. God, what's the matter with you, Bessie? By George, I'm going to have to let her go. Well, Commissioner, you sure keep bankers always. I've been sitting out there since 8.30 waiting to see you. Where the dickens is... Now, Charlie. (laughs) Leave us alone, please, Bessie. Yes, sir. Charlie, what's the water situation out at the reservoir? How's she holding up? That's what I come in to see you about. We're put in there dry. Well, you're a fine engineer. If the reservoir is that low, why didn't you warn me? Warn you? I've been sending your reports on it every day for a month. Did you read them? Well, I... uh, Let me see. Would they be in the in-basket or the out-basket? Oh, yeah, here they are, in the immediate action file. <laughs> well, quite a few of them here. Well, I sent you 20 or 30. Oh, yeah, well, let's see. According to the most recent, the water is down to 18. Is that feet? No, it's inches. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, if she drops another three inches, the intake pipe on the pump will be out of water. What happens then? What do you think happens? We pump air. Folks will be taking baths in air. They'll be washing their clothes in air. They'll be... I understand, Charlie. But why can't we lower the intake pipe a few inches? Can't you do that? No, you can't. Lower it three inches and you'll be pumping mud. Folks will be taking baths in mud. They'll be... They'll be washing their clothes. Yes, all right. Charlie, we've got to keep calm. Dad busted, what do you want? Didn't the commissioner say we wasn't to be disturbed? Now, Charlie, we did wish privacy, Bessie. What is it? Well, the mayor just called. He wants to see you right away. Oh. Well, you tell that fat head to go take a rather chop. Oh, no, Charlie. Under the circumstances, I think I'd better go and see him. Hot today, isn't it, Your Honor? I'll uh, be with you in just a moment. Yes, sir. Pardon me. Keep me standing here, the petty bureaucrat. <laughs> Miss Riggs, have you got those tax figures for last year? Uh, trying to make himself look important. Well, if you'll just call me when you have them, please. Uh, put them on your yes. <laughs> now, Gildersleeve, sit down. Uh, thank you. I was sorry to hear about your little accident last night. Well, well, it may have been a blessing in disguise since it called my attention to the state of things out of the reservoir. Well, I certainly hope you don't believe that old superstition about the eels leaving a sinking pond, Your Honor. <laughs> amusing theory, though, isn't it? Very amusing. But what are the facts? Uh, facts? Yes. Is the town in danger of going dry or not? Well, I wouldn't want to say we're in danger, but at the same time... <laughs> yes? Well, I wouldn't want to make a definite statement without getting all the facts. Well, confound it, get the facts. I want a complete report. Well, I... And I want it in 48 hours. 48 hours? Why, that's only three days. It's two days. <laughs> and I count on it? Uh, you count on it, Your Honor. I'll make it my personal responsibility. Very well. For your own sake, I hope the report is satisfactory. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, one thing more, Gildersleeve. Uh, yes, Your Honor? 
I wouldn't want you to think all this has anything to do with the fact you ran against me for mayor. Oh, it hasn't? Uh, nothing whatsoever. I'm simply doing my duty as I see it. You understand that, don't you? Oh, yes, Your Honor. Bureaucratic old weasel, small times the bitter. Well, thank you, Your Honor. Thank you. Wants a report, Dusty. I'll give him a report. Let's see. To begin with, there's no water. Hmm. We'll have to find a better way to say it than that. Oh, well. Yeah, something's leaking. Huh? What? what? Who? What? Have you got a moment, friend? Who are you? Well, you have my card there, Professor Luther Teabury. Oh, I, that, uh... Bessie. What are you doing in my office? Oh, that I'll explain, friend. That I... Hey, wait a minute. What are you locking that door for? Well, what I have to explain is of a scientific nature. Huh? Mm-hmm. Enemy ears may be listening. No, look here. I'm a busy man. Oh, sure, my friend. But if you will give me just five minutes of your time... Well, what do you want? Uh, tell me, Mr. Gildersleeve, what would a cloudburst be worth to you right now? Cloudburst? Mm-hmm. How would you like it if it rained cats and dogs tomorrow and just kept right on raining? You mean you can make it rain? That's what I mean, friend. That's what I mean. Oh, brother. <laughs> uh, oh, wait a minute. Look, I'm a busy man. I haven't got time to listen to any nonsense. Ah, mm-hmm. I seem to detect a little note of skepticism. Only natural, of course. There are charlatans even in this business. But let me ask you, uh, you've heard of Benjamin Franklin? Certainly I've heard of Benjamin Franklin. I've heard of Alexander Hamilton, too, and Thomas Jefferson. Oh, you have? Oh, well. I uh, get around. No. <laughs> well, now let me tell you. Uh, Franklin proved, uh, that is, if you remember, that thunderstorms produce electricity. Is that right? Well, I guess so. Mm-hmm, very well. Then why shouldn't electricity produce thunderstorms? Well, I don't know. Why shouldn't it? No reason at all, friend. No reason at all. Now, I have patented an electronic device which does just that. It generates high-tension electrical charges, which are transmitted by means of a reverse lightning rod to the clouds up above. Uh, mm-hmm. Gradually, the potential is built up there until it's sufficient to cause a discharge. In other words, lightning. Lightning. Mm-hmm. The lightning breaks the atmospheric tension, causing precipitation. You follow me? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, if you'd care to see my credentials, here's some newspaper uh, clippings. Very interesting, very interesting. But there's one thing I'd like to ask. Yes? How much do you charge for this? How's that? I say, how much do you charge? <laughs> oh, there's no charge. No, uh, that is as such. Huh? No, my interest in this is purely scientific. Well, fine, in that case. All I require is an advance payment of $500. $500? Yeah, to help defray expenses. Good day, Professor. Oh, now, wait just a minute. I've wasted all the time I'm going to. You better think it over, friend. And don't call me friend. Good day. I still say you better think it over. What am I thinking of? I ought to have my head examined. A rainmaker. Let's get back to this report. Gee, no water. <laughs> By George, if that fellow could make it rain. After all, they laughed at Edison. They laughed at Marconi. Uh, Professor, come back here, friend. <laughs> Greg Gildersleeve will be with us again in just a few seconds. 
You know, most of us like to eat bread at every meal. And whether you prefer it as crunchy toast, as a plain slice from a gold-encrusted loaf, or as rolls and muffins, you're sure to enjoy bread at its best when spread with delicious parquet margarine. Kraft makes parquet margarine, so naturally you'd expect parquet to taste extra good, to have a fine, delicate flavor that really satisfies. And remember, parquet is more than just a good-tasting spread. It's a splendid energy food, one of the best you can eat. Equally important, Kraft fortifies parquet so that every pound contains 9,000 units of essential vitamin A. So for good nutrition and real flavor enjoyment, too, buy and serve parquet, P-A-R-K-A-Y. This economical, nutritious spread for America's bread requires only two ration points a pound. So ask for parquet, the quality margarine that's made by Kraft. get back to the great Gildersleeve, who really seems to be on the spot. In desperation, he has contracted for the services of Professor Teaberry, the eminent rainmaker, but he's keeping very quiet about it. We find him now on his way home from the office, seeking solace in the company of his old friend and family pharmacist, Mr. Peavy. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. Hello, Peavy. <laughs> hmm, that's hot for you? Don't mention the weather, Peavy, please. Excuse me, there's a fire on that table behind you. I wonder if you'd be good enough to... Here, here's the fire. Darn flies, they get all over everything. Always buzzing around. It's like Mark Twain said, everybody talks about the weather, but nobody does anything about it. Peavy, how much longer do you think this dry spell can last? Well, that's hard to say, Mr. Gildersleeve. Hard to say. But you know, they tell me, that is, people who've been out there, they tell me it's got so bad the eels are leaving the reservoir. Well, that was in the newspaper. Don't tell me you believe all that stuff about eels. Well, I don't know. It's pretty hard to fool an eel. <laughs> eels are pretty slick. <laughs> yes, they're pretty slippery, too. But that doesn't mean they know more than you and I do. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> an eel can be wrong, you know. Have you ever known an eel to be wrong? I've never known an eel. Let's forget about eels, if you don't mind. I don't like them. Squeamish? I'm not squeamish. I just don't like them. Peavy, tell me something. Yes? Do you believe that science can produce rain? Mr. slave, you weren't thinking... Well, I'm asking this for a friend. Oh. You see, I have this friend. He happens to be a water commissioner, too. Hmm. Lives over in, uh, well, I forget the name of the town. But they have a little problem over there. No water. Okay. Well, anyway, to make a long story short, Peavy, this friend of mine, the water commissioner, he discovered a scientist who claims he can manufacture rain. Now, my friend wants to know if such a thing is possible. Is uh, your friend asking me? I'm asking you. My friend asked me. What do you think? Well, I don't know any more about it than my friend. But you make things in your back room there. Do you know about science and stuff? <laughs> I'm afraid making a few ounces of barley water is a little different from making a cloudburst. <laughs> That's a pretty large prescription. I didn't say you could do it, but do you think it can be done? That's what I want to know. I, I mean, my friend does. Well, I'd be the last to say anything was impossible. After all, look at your fountain pen. Huh? 
But there's one word of advice I'd give your friend, if you see him. Oh, I'll be seeing him. <laughs> I'll tell him that if this, uh, this scientist brings up the question of payment... Oh, come to think of it, I believe my friend said the fellow wanted $500 for the job. $500? Hmm, that's a lot of money in any kind of weather. You're telling my friend. <laughs> well, my advice would be to pay the man after he produced the rain, not before. Hmm, I wish my friend had thought of that. If you ask me, Mr. Gildersleeve, it sounds as if your friend were a little soft in the head. Now, listen. My friend is just as smart as you are any day of the week, and don't you forget it. Goodbye, Pete. Goodbye, Mr. Gildersleeve. Oh, and uh, my regards to your friend. <laughs> You could get yourself another boy. Charlie, all I ask you to do is cooperate with the professor and help him out. Uh, professor, my eyes. <laughs> that gink's as daffy as a bonny bird. <laughs> Leroy, you know Uncle Charlie Anderson. Sure. Hi. Ah, kids. <laughs> as I said before, I quit. Now, now, come along. You just let me handle the professor. You can have him. Look at him there with his head in that fool machine. <laughs> He don't know what he's doing. Uh, this is a little out of your line, Charlie, that's all. Yeah, out of his, too. Well, good morning, Professor. Ah, good morning, friend. A fine morning. Uh, but we'll soon change that, eh? <laughs> What's that thing? Now, Leroy, don't bother the Professor. The Professor is going to make rain for us. Well, gosh, Unc, you forgot your umbrella. <laughs> the kid's all right. Well, don't encourage him. <laughs> How about it, Professor? Is your apparatus about ready? Yes, all hitched up. Just in time. Just make a, one more connection here. Fiddle-faddle. Listen to him. Is he kidding? Now, if my good friend here will give me a hand with the engine... You call that an urgent? Uh, give him a hand, Charlie. Oh, silly. All right. I'll... You may fire when ready, Gridley. Oh? Uh, turn her over. <laughs> oh, crazy. <laughs> You keep out of this, Leroy. Well, if at first you don't succeed, just try, try again. Once more into the breach, dear friend. What? Uh, turn it over again. Oh, the silly thing. Everybody, 
everybody into the pump house when the rain starts. Ready? Ready? Holy Toledo! We'll be lucky if she don't blow up! I gotta get to my office. How about it, tea bags? <laughs> oh, I can't understand it. It worked in Moose County. It worked at Hoosier Falls. Well, those are the breaks, kid. <laughs> Leroy, I don't care for that expression. Uh, don't worry, friend. I won't give up the ship. I'll make it rain if it takes all summer. I'll spit in his eye. That's as close as he'll get to rain. Yeah. Never mind, Charlie. We need the water. Let's save it. I knew it wouldn't work. Just an idea, that's all. Just an idea that cost $500. Your Honor, you sent for me? I certainly did, Gildersleeve. Sit down. Uh, Take your time, Your Honor, whenever you're ready for me. I'm ready now. Sit down. Uh, yes, sir. I've been working on my report, but I want Never to... mind the report, Gildersleeve. What the devil is this? That? Uh, oh. Well, I'll tell you, Your Honor. It's a requisition for $500, isn't it? Well, yes. And who authorized it? Uh, I did. You have no authority to requisition any such sum for your department, and you know it. Well, it was an emergency, Your Honor. What is the money for? Well, it was, uh, uh to make it rain in Summerfield. To make it rain? $500 to make it rain? Who got the money? Jupiter Pluvius? <laughs> No, Professor Teaberry. He's a scientist. He knows a scientific way to make rain by electricity, and I thought it'd be a good investment for the town. Hmm. When is the professor going to make his experiment, uh, Gildersleeve? Uh, he made it this morning. But I don't see any rain. Gildersleeve, I don't think this is going to surprise you particularly, but you're... I am not. I resign. You're fired. You can't fire me, you small-town bureaucrat. I quit. Well, either way, clean out your desk today. Now get going. Oh, okay. (sighs) Reports, reports, reports. Throw them away. Average water pressure for the year 1942. Who cares about that? All water over the dam now. Here's something you might want to take with you, Mr. Gildersleeve. Huh? What's that? This clipping. It's a story in the indicator the day you became water commissioner. Oh, yeah. Let me see it. A new era in public service was promised Summerfield citizens today by Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve, who moved into his new office as water commissioner at City Hall this morning. Put it in my briefcase, Bessie. Yes, sir. Ah, me. The path of glory leads but to the grave. (laughs) Were you speaking to me, Mr. Gildersleeve? Uh, No, no, I wasn't, Bessie. That is not particularly. Well, I guess I might as well be going now. Oh, Mr. Gildersleeve, it isn't going to be the same without you. Now, Bessie, you and the new commissioner will get along fine, whoever he is. Oh, but I like you. I can't stand to have you go. That's very nice of you, Bessie. I'll miss you, too. You may not be the best secretary in the world, but I'll miss you just the same. Oh, oh thank you. Uh, 
Now, Bessie. Confound it. Hey, Commissioner. Uh, Charlie, what are you doing here? What's this I hear about you quitting? <laughs> well, it's true, Charlie. Well, if you quit, I quit. They could get another boy. That's the way I feel, too, Charlie. I want to quit, too. You keep quiet, Dad Buster. I won't. <laughs> oh, now, Bessie, please. I want you both to know, you, Bessie, and you, Charlie, that I value your loyalty. I value your friendship. Yeah. It means a lot to me. But you've got to stay on. You've got to stick to your job. The city needs water. You'll have a new commissioner in a few days, and he'll need your help. He'll need more than that. The intake pipe is high and dry right now. Goodbye, Mr. Gildersleeve. Where's my hat? Oh, got it on. (laughs) Briefcase. Well, goodbye, Charlie. Goodbye, Bessie. Goodbye. Goodbye. Fine people. No man ever had better employees. Well, they'll carry on in the Gildersleeve tradition. Commissioners come, commissioners go, but the waterworks goes on forever. <laughs> well, we're home early, huh, Gildersleeve? Night. I give the best years of my life to the water department. What thanks do I get? Good night, Commissioner. Commissioner. Oh, well. Oh! Rain! Rain! (laughs) Too late. Well, those are the brakes, kid. Please. Yes, Bertie. Mr. Gill, please, I fixed you something I know you're going to like. I just happened to make a jelly roll this afternoon. I know you man that likes jelly roll. Uh, very sweet of you, Bertie, but I'm afraid I couldn't this evening. Tell the truth, I'm not very hungry somehow. Oh, you shouldn't take it so hard, Mr. Gill, please. It ain't so bad being fired. I was not fired, Bertie. I resigned. Well, it ain't so bad to resign. <laughs> Well, I think you were lucky to be fired, Uncle Mort. I mean, it's lucky you thought of resigning. I think it's the best thing that ever happened to you. Why, you probably have all sorts of wonderful opportunities now. Such as what? Oh, I don't know, but something will turn up. You think we'll starve, Unc? (laughs) Well, not immediately. I'd be glad to give out my music lessons. That'd save money. And I could quit school and take a job. Yes, well, I appreciate the offer, my boy, but that'll not be necessary. Uh, uh. I'll get it, Uncle. If that's for me, I'm not in. Hello? Yeah, just a minute. It's long distance, Uncle. Wistful Vista is calling. Wistful? Well, that must be Fever McGee. Hello? That you, Merck? <laughs> <laughs> Well, put him on. Fibber? Hello, little chum. How's Molly? Great. What's on your mind? You have? Uh-huh. 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 Well, sounds very interesting. Well, if it pans out the way you say, I might be willing to give up my job at the waterworks. Much obliged, McGee. I'll be hearing from you. So long. 
Well, those are the breaks, children. What is it, huh? McGee and I are going to make a million dollars. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Uh. Music on this program was directed by Claude Sweeten. This is Ken Carpenter speaking for the Kraft Cheese Company, makers of Parquet Margarine and a complete line of famous quality food products. Kraft invites you to listen in again next week at this same time for the further adventures of the Great Gildersleeve. If your family is passing up fresh green salads, here's how to stir up brand new appetite interest in these nourishing fresh vegetables. For a new surprise touch of flavor, zip up your salad dressings with tangy, golden Kraft salad mustard. It's creamy smooth and blended to Kraft's own special recipe, made of choice mustard seed, mild vinegar, and fragrant spices. So you can use Kraft salad mustard in all sorts of tempting ways. It gives a grand flavor lift to cheese fondues and Welsh rabbits, blends smoothly into an appetizing cream sauce for hot-cooked vegetables, adds delicious flavor to deviled eggs and to cold meat cuts. So have a jar of Kraft salad mustard handy whenever you prepare meals, luncheons, or snacks. Buy that other favorite, too, Kraft mustard with nippy horseradish added. Head up your shopping list tomorrow with these two popular varieties, Kraft horseradish mustard and tangy golden Kraft salad mustard. Have you heard that Joan Davis and Jack Haley are back in the Seal Test Village store? Consult your local newspaper for the time and station. This is the National Broadcasting Company.